Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 12th. We are one day away from week two of the NFL season. And tomorrow night, we're going to be watching the Baltimore Ravens visit the Cincinnati Bengals in a good old AFC North rivalry. Excited to see that one. Hopefully, we'll get to see a little bit more of Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco played a good game last week. Week after that, we're going to have the Jets visiting the Cleveland Browns. But uh, today is question and answer day, uh, which means that you guys have the option to send me questions. um, And, you know, each week I will pick a few questions to answer and I'll answer the ones that will make the most sense to do so at that time. All questions can go directly to me. And my email is stevethescout81 at gmail.com. I appreciate you guys. For more information, follow me on Twitter at stevethescout81. And also soon, all episodes will be airing on the stevethescout.com website. And the other big theme with Wednesday is that every Wednesday, I'm going to be giving you a scouting report on an NFL draft prospect for next year's draft. Uh, For the next few weeks, we're actually going to be focusing on quarterbacks. I know the biggest position that people want to hear about entering the NFL draft is going to be quarterbacks. So so that aspect of the show on Wednesdays, we're going to kick it off with a glamour position. And evaluating the Oregon quarterback, Justin Herbert, um, here's what I'll say. Um, and bear in mind, you know, the games that I watched with him, I watched two games on him. Uh, I watched him go against ASU and Boise State. So here's here's what I saw. First of all, I'll say there's a lot to like about uh, the Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. He's got he's got good throwing velocity. His accuracy is is very. I wouldn't say it's very good, but it's good on short to intermediate passes. He can make all he can make all the touch throws. Uh, but really, the short and intermediate game is his strong suit. I'm going to get into how he how he throws the deep ball in just a bit. Uh, a big thing that I like to see from quarterbacks on tape with their throws is to see them throw darts. But position it where the ball is out of reach and over the and is out of reach and over the head of the linebacker and un, and underneath the safety. That's that's a big thing I want to see when I watch I watch an NFL prospect make throws. Look, Herbert is great at putting the ball on an arc where only his receivers can get it. Um, and also, if you look at him in the red zone, he's great. Those are great back shoulder fade. Looks really comfortable sitting in the pocket. He has a good sense of when pressure's coming. And he has the ability to extend plays with his legs. I would guess that he's probably going to run a faster 40 time than Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I mentioned a short to medium range accuracy is good. Um, and, you know, it also stays on par when he's throwing on the run. So he does not seem to lose any accuracy when he's throwing on the run. So definitely a good thing there. Um Herbert shows the ability to process things quickly when there's pressure coming. He seems to know when to leave the pocket. He stands tall in the pocket. Um, so I like his pocket presence. He moves around well in the pocket, but I still think that needs to be improved. Mechanically, I like him. He plays with a wide base, 
good feet work. He has a very natural release and his velocity is very natural. Doesn't look like he's trying very hard and has very limited wasted movement. Um, but I do think this guy is going is going to be a project, um, and I'll tell you why. He has he has good anticip he has good anticipation, but it's not great. It's nothing like Sam Darnold coming out of USC, who I thought had Pro Bowl ready anticipation. Um, Herbert, yes, he he can work through his progressions, but my issue is that he seems to often predetermine who should be getting the ball before the play begins. Um, and that, that's something he's going to have to clean up a lot, um, because when he goes to his second and third look, his accuracy drops down quite a bit. Um, short to medium range is good. The accuracy there is good, but when he throws a deep ball, um, it drops, it drops off a lot. His, his accuracy from a medium range pass to a deep pass drops off way too much. Uh, when, again, when his first receiving option is not there, um, he oftentimes has bad accuracy going to his second and third look, and he and he's a bad decision maker going into his second and third look. Um, look, this may be somewhat attributed to the kind of offense he plays in, but nonetheless, there are things that he that he's good that he's going to have to fix. Uh, he needs he definitely needs to work on again his ability to go through progressions. And look, a lot of times. Um, when he when he doesn't have a second or third guy available, instead of forcing it, he's got to learn to throw the ball away or even or even take a sack sometimes instead of trying to force uh, what is not there. His ability to read defenses pre-play and even during the play are both suspect to me. Look, a lot of what makes a successful quarterback is what goes on in your head, what goes on between your ears. I think that aspect of the game, at least transitioning to an NFL quarterback, uh, there, there's, there's, there's a lot that leaves to be desired there. So that's definitely an aspect that he's still going to work on. Um, when I look at what his potential is, um, you know, it, it, um, when evaluating Herbert, he has a potential to be a solid quarterback at the next level, but I don't think he's anywhere near pro ready. A lot of people talk about him having ridiculous arm strength, but I disagree with that. He has a really good arm, but it, the ball doesn't jump out of his hands like an Aaron Rodgers or a Matthew Stafford or a Patrick Mahomes, or even, yes, a Sam Darnold. Um, you know, while this might sound a little bit critical of him, I do think he's worthy of being a late first-round pick. I think he would excel really well with a team. you got to have a good quarterback's coach there because this guy, um, going through his progressions, his decision-making, um, he's going he's gonna to have to work on that quite a bit. If he can go into a system that runs a lot of bootleg and a lot of play action, I think that's going to play to his strengths. Arm strength, I would say it's pretty comparable to Matt Ryan. Um, and, you know, that would probably be, in my opinion, his maximum ceiling. You know, if he reached the top of his game, you know, he could be a more mobile Matt Ryan, which would be which would be a really good thing. Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback. But, um, however, when you look at Matt Ryan coming out of college, he didn't have the issues I'm noticing with Herbert. Um, so, in my opinion, you know, Herbert's value, it's really of someone that should be drafted between picks 20 to 32 in the first round, maybe even early a second, maybe even an early second round pick. I love Herbert's upside, but I don't think he's ready to start from day one. Grading him on a scale of one to five, I give Justin Herbert a 3.6. To me, I don't see uh, what I saw. You know, when I look at Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Rosen, I would draft all those guys before Justin Herbert. 
but Justin Herbert definitely has a tremendous upside. Um, and if this guy can get better at going through his progressions um, and make some better decisions, he could be a good quarterback. The, the one area where I'm concerned that can't be fixed is his deep ball accuracy. Uh, again, the games I watched were Boise State um, and, and ASU, and to me, uh, on, on both of those games, play after play after play, he well overthrew the receiver on a deep route when the receiver ha- had the DB beat. So uh, I think that might be one thing that I don't think he may be able to fix at the next level. So that's this week's scouting report. It is on Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon. Next week, I'm going to be doing it on the Missouri quarterback, Drew Locke. And that brings me to one of my favorite parts of the show, question and answer, where I get to engage with you guys, connect with you guys. Again, all questions go directly to stevethescout81 at gmail.com. Let's get your questions answered and keep it moving. It is party time. Question and answer day on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. All right, so let's get it rolling. So who are who are the people that have asked questions for today that I'll be answering? Uh, again, each week I'll do my best to answer as many as I can. I'll uh, just choose the ones that I think are going to be most relevant at the time. Again, keep sending it to me. I mentioned it again, stevethescout81 at gmail. I'm uh, going to answer Agent Banana's question first. And um, what he had asked me, um, he asked me two questions. He says, what is the best place to get to get?" football film for a high schooler like me. Um, I would say, you know, and he specifically mentioned to get to get college film. Yeah, I think college film, you know, it's good to go to YouTube. I mean, you can go look at a lot of different players on there and put this player versus whatever school. And typically you're going to be able to see um, all, all the snaps that that player played. Um, if you are wanting to scout guys in the pro, in the pros, one thing that I think is indispensable that I rely on quite a bit is NFL game pass. It's about a hundred bucks for the whole season, but you can watch every single game. There's even a film room session um, and a lot of other good stuff that makes it really useful to analyze and scout players that are, that are in the pros. So um, let's get to the, uh, your other question there, uh, Mr. Agent Banana. And that is, you said that you feel like Khalil Mack can't make a bad defense good, but, but he can make, but he can make a decent defense um, good um, or, or a decent defense turned great. And you asked me, would I consider Khalil Mack more of a guy that can put a decent defense over the top and into greatness, or more so a guy who could just carry a poor defense in, into mediocrity? Well, uh, I think I kind of understand your question, but let me just kind of give you my whole ball of wax answer on that. Look, there's no one defensive player in the NFL that that can make a defense good. It, you just You just can't do it. Now, you may have you may have a missing piece to a defense, um, and that player can make you go from a good defense to a great defense. But only one player on an entire team isn't going to accomplish much. And you can look at Khalil Mack from last year. Um, Khalil Mack last year played great football. wasn't quite as good as the year before, but it was pretty close. Um, and look, the Raiders did not have much pass rush help. Their secondary played really bad outside of Khalil Mack. And look, they couldn't get off the field in 2017. So um, again, you know, one de- one player doesn't make a defense. The year that Michael Strahan broke Mark Gastineau's sack record, 
He had obviously an outstanding year, 22 and a half sacks. But the Giants didn't make the playoffs that year, and and a large part of it was their defense did not play well. But if you put Mack on a team like the Chicago Bears, where they have other pieces there, they have an Adrian Amos, they have they have a Leonard Floyd, they have a Roquan Smith, um, they have other players as well on on that defensive line. Um, they were they were a top ten defense last year. Yes, Khalil Mack is that special of a player that he can make a, a defense go from good to great and a bad defense to being you know a decent defense. But again, he can't do he can't do it all by himself. He's going he's going to need help there, and every every single player is going to need help. So hopefully hopefully that answered your question there, Agent Banana. I appreciate you sending me the email and definitely send me more questions anytime. Uh, next question is from Daniel Welch. Uh, Daniel, his email said to me, just want to say I love the show. I listened to all of them. And he said, last night uh, was my first auction draft, and I loved it, um, but it was a little drawn out. And he had mentioned that he was, he drafted Kareem Hunt for his uh, fantasy running back. And, you know, should he be worried about that? Um, because, you know, is there is there a backup running back going going to get more carries than him? So, um, I would say that you know I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt is a good guy is a good guy to take in the first round. Um, I don't think he's going to be sharing carries all all that much. Um, so I think he's going to be there there every down back. Um, so yeah, I think I think Kareem Hunt was a good was a good pickup there. So definitely no issues with that. Um, the next question um, is from Nick Coates, and Nick says, "Hey Steve, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your podcast." I don't always agree with everything you say, um, but I can tell I can tell that you know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, I was wondering if you could do a breakdown of University of Washington safety Taylor Rapp. I played ball with him in high school, and I'd love to hear I'd love to hear your take on him. So yeah, uh, I will definitely answer that for you. I actually just got done before the show watching film on him. Uh, I have not seen. I saw him briefly in one game last year. Uh, when I was, um, you know, watching Vita Vea, he definitely caught my eyes as well. But now I looked at him in a few more games, and here's here's what I can tell you what I think of Taylor Rapp uh, after watching him. Look, um, you know, Nick, NFL defensive coordinators, they're always, especially in today's game, they're always looking for defensive backs that can play the slot, drop into coverage, and also load the box and, and give you give you run support as well. And also guys that can that can blitz the passer. Taylor Rapp does all of that, and he does it with great tackling skills. Um, out of anything he does, I absolutely love the way he tackles people. He wraps guys up perfectly, and he drives right through them. So he 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 goes like a missile right through them. He doesn't just touch the guy, but he goes right through them. Um, and just love the way he wraps guys up and tackle. Um, in ter- in terms of range on the field, he has he has great range, and I really think you can use him. At either safety position, he looks reliable all over the field. I don't know if I'd put him on the outside, but um, but he shows the ability to play man and zone. Um, he has the range to be a good single high safety, and I think he gives you a lot of flexibility as a defensive back. And he's and again, he's someone that can help defensive coordinators disguise coverages at the next level because you can load the box with him, and you know you can also you can also have him have him be a slot corner as well. Um, I think Rap plays with tremendous effort. That's definitely something I notice. He is truly an effort guy. He never he never gives up on knocking down a pass 
or disrupting a play for that matter. Um, and, and that's and that's something that I love about him. He has an incredible hustle. There were a number of plays, number of passes that probably sh- should have been complete that a lot of other guys would have give up on, but because he routinely flies like Superman to break up a pass or make a tackle when a lot of other guys wouldn't, would have give up, given up on the play. Those are some things that I love about Rap. Another thing that I really like about Taylor Rap is he knows how to read the quarterback's eyes, and he is incredibly decisive. His reaction time and ability to break on the ball are outstanding. Uh, one of the, um, this was very evident, um, and actually, there's a second game that I watched, um, and it was and it was a game against Sam Darnold and USC. Um, you know, Sam Darnold had a cleanly thrown football. It was perfect. It was textbook. He tried to put it in the right position, but Rap's ability to break on that ball and cut it off for an interception was great. Um, and again, he just has that great anticipation and a knack for cutting off routes in a split second. It's highly impressive, and he's also a guy that can they can take it back to the house. Uh, I loved what he showed me in terms of his ability to blitz the quarterback. He 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 could come in like a missile, uh, bends around the edge smoothly. And you know when when he's gotten to the quarterback again, he flew like Superman and made that made that great tackle. Here's my one concern with him: is my concern is that if he's you know I think he I think he's going to be fine if he's just used as a safety. But I think if he's used as a slot cornerback and in, in man coverage, I, I uh, you know if he's playing press in the slot, I don't know, I don't know, and I guess I'm going to have to watch more tape. I don't know how well he's going to be able to hang with a number of guys that are playing the slot in today's NFL. Uh, I love how he can come out of center field like a miss, like a missile, but um, one of the things I was a little bit concerned about, and again, I'm going to have to watch more tape, is his change of direction speed in short, in short areas. I didn't see him uh, be able to have the, the versatility that a Tyron Matthew and ability that Tyron, can math, Tyron Matthew can give you in the slot and and have a good change of direction. But again, it's limited game tape. I'm going to have to watch more of him. Um, again, you know, I've seen him, I've seen him cover in the slot quite a bit, uh, but I think, you know, with his change of direction speed, I don't know how well he's going to do against some of these more skilled receivers in the NFL in the slot. And I think his, I think he's, uh, in terms of his size, he's going to be a size mismatch for tight ends in his, you know, in his final year of school, I really want to look at him more in the slot, look at his change of direction speed and his ability to play press in the slot. Those are the things that I'm going to be looking more closely at. But in in terms of a ball hawking safety, strictly speaking, I think he is a clean prospect to evaluate him. I like him Uh, in terms of where where I draft him at this point. uh, I see see him as a guy that could go in the second round uh, for sure, just based on the tape that I watched so far. So... So, Nick, uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the question, uh, and hopefully that helped out. And then the last two questions I'm going to answer are from Ned Fryer and Virgil Riley. And Ned had asked me if I was to draft any offensive lineman in the NFL right now to start a team with, which offensive lineman would I take? Um, I will tell you, based, based on age and the fact that it is a premier position in the NFL, the guy that I would draft is Tennessee Titans left tackle Taylor Luan. I thought he was clearly, although although he wasn't necessarily the consensus number one guy, I thought he was clearly the best pure left tackle in his draft class. He just got paid big time. He's been absolutely great since coming into the league. Uh, I love his attitude and leadership as a lineman. 
Um, he is definitely he is definitely the leader of that offensive line. Uh, those leadership qualities were things that I saw a lot of in college and in his combine interviews. And again, the NFL, the NFL is a passing league. There are there are premier positions in this league, and they're all based around the passing game. You got to have a quarterback. You got to have pass rushers. You got to have a shutdown corner, and you got to have a number one wide receiver. And you need a left tackle. The NFL is based around the passing game. If you want to look at the age and the ability, Taylor Luan is the guy that I would take. Um, and the last question is from Virgil Riley. Virgil had asked me, uh, he had mentioned that Sam Darnold, um, he thought he was being overhyped by Chris Carter on ESPN. Um, should I really believe the hype behind Sam Darnold? And I would say, yeah, you should. Um, to me, he has he has far and away, I don't care what anyone says about Josh Allen's arm strength. I like Sam Darnold's arm a lot better because he throws, in my opinion, with a lot more velocity. Allen throws with velocity. He has a huge arm. He can bomb it. But Sam Darnold throws that football in there incredibly fast. I think he's going to be one of the hardest throwers of the football in the NFL. My only concern, and the only reason why I said he wouldn't be NFL ready, is when I went back last year and watched a lot of his interceptions, a lot of them were his fault. They were bad decision-making. And I said if he can clean that up, he, he can be NFL ready. And look, he still, he still may struggle with that. But Sam Darnold's ability is off the charts. I've said this for for a long time. He is the perfect combination of Andrew Luck and Tony Romo. He has the body and throws the ball in the same in a very similar way to Andrew Luck. He can drive the ball in there with similar kind of velocity, but he has the escapability of Tony Romo. This guy's ability to extend plays. He may not be the fastest quarterback in the NFL, but I don't know if you're going to but he may be the best guy at extending plays. His his magician-like ability, very similar to what I saw from Johnny Manziel and Tony Romo. I know Manziel's not a not an NFL quarterback, but he had great escapability. I see a lot of that from Sam Darnold, but to me, he has he has a throwing arm that is going to be one of the best in the NFL. He has Pro Bowl-level anticipation. I think he may struggle at times, but uh, look, I, I think Sam Darnold is the real deal, and I think sky's the limit for him. Uh, he realistically, in my opinion, has a chance to be the best quarterback in Jets history. He's just that talented. So so that wraps up everything for today. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, again, every Wednesday is question and answer. Questions can go directly to me, Steve the Scout at 81 at gmail.com. Thursday Night Football is tomorrow with the Ravens taking on the Bengals. And on Friday, I'll be previewing all the matchups for this weekend's action in Week 2. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Signing off.